All right, guys, and welcome to Don't Trail America, and I'm your host, Don Q. Today is Sunday, December 12th, 2021. We are less than two weeks away from Christmas. How's everybody doing out there today? It's a great day here in the free state of Florida. Hope everyone's doing well where you are. Um, before we get into anything, what I would like to do is take a moment right now um, to send some some prayers and well wishes out to the people that were, uh, you know, part of this devastation, devastating um, tornado that hit and uh, where it hit in Australia, uh, Kentucky and uh, Arkansas, and I think there were six states altogether that was, um, you know, that had uh, dealt with this tragedy. I just want to send prayers and well wishes to the families and the people that are involved in this tragedy. And uh, in watching the news this morning, I noticed uh, a lot of coming together of of uh, neighbors and, and strangers, perfect strangers, coming together to help one another. Um, I'll have more on this probably Wednesday as, as the dust settles, so to speak. One quick little thing. I know um, Chris was telling me this morning when we were at the gym, he, have, he has a friend who lives up that way. And um, they had, you know, a tornado through their area. Fortunately, you know, everyone was okay. Um, I guess he was telling me three trees had fallen on her house just as they were able to get into the basement uh, up there. I don't, I'm not sure if it was in Kentucky or in, in Tennessee up that way. But nonetheless, um, you know, power was out, whatever. You know, by the time the storm had passed... Before they could get out of the um, basement, there was already neighbors there with chainsaws, you know, uh, cutting trees, cutting, you know, getting the stuff off the house. And, uh, you know, I, I said to him at this point, I was like, you know, why in this country does it take a catastrophe for us to come together as Americans? You know, if you think back through, through your history of being alive, you can point out different situations no matter where you live in this country whether it was an earthquake or a hurricane or a tornado or a fire or you know a flood or you know 9-11 you know whatever the situation was that you may have been involved in personally or you had a family member or a close friend involved in why does it have to take a catastrophe for us to come together as Americans. If we as Americans could look at these situations and say, we need to be like this all the time, 24-7, 365, um, and stop letting the media, the politicians, the, the, you know, the quote-unquote social media influencers have these people do their thing, but it, it leave us the fuck alone. Quit trying to divide us. Who cares about the right, the left? Everyone can have their own ideas about things. Um, no one's right. <laughs> you know, I mean, someone's going to, I'm going to say I'm going to, I'm right. And, and, and this goes, I'm, I'm talking about myself also. I'm, I obviously cannot, it's hard for me to dial down the middle because you see a lot of what the left people on the left and politicians and whatnot do and the things they say and it's like okay whatever 
And that's what they believe. And I'm no more right than they are right. But the the problem is, I, I want to say, I think it was Dan Bongino says this a lot, you know, the left think that the people on the right are bad people, where we on the right think the people on the left are good people with bad ideas. And, on you know, and they feel that we are just bad people with bad ideas. Nonetheless, there is no, well, I shouldn't say there is no bad people. There obviously are bad people. There are bad actors that we have to deal with, unfortunately. But the majority of Americans are good, hardworking people that care about your neighbor. The stuff you see on TV, that you see on the news, that's, I don't want, it's not make-believe. It's obviously happening, but it's constructed by by entities that are beyond our control, and we have to stop letting that happen. We have got to come together. I remember when I did the show for for uh, 9-11, you know, the 20th anniversary back in September, and I, and I believe I posed the same question of, you hear a lot of people on 9-11, oh, you know, why can't we go back to the way things were on 9-12? Well, we can. Why do we have to have a terrorist attack? Why do we have to have a tornado? Why do we have to have these situations happen in our lives to bring us together as Americans? So I just wanted to kind of get that off my chest. I, obviously, this tornado thing, I think so far, I don't know if it's just Kentucky or, or the whole uh, tornado situation from Arkansas to to Kentucky, if if the numbers are correct. But last I saw was 80, 80 people dead so far. I know there was a town in Kentucky, I think it was called Mayfield, Kentucky. Oh my God, it just got qualified. And I can't even imagine what that's like. And I live in Florida, where we get hurricanes. But uh, once again, watching the news this morning, and they were talking about that hurricanes, tornadoes, different natural disasters. You know, at least with a hurricane, you see it coming. You know, we live in Florida, the people that live in Texas that are listening to this, or Louisiana, wherever and there's a hurricane coming, you can literally see it coming. Granny, you might not know the exact point where it's going to hit, but you get the, you know, the cone of uncertainty, the cone of death, whatever. You got the spaghetti plot, you got all this stuff, and you can prepare for it. It's like, okay, well, we're in the cone of uncertainty. We better get some plywood. We better get some sandbags. We better get some supplies. We better get whatever. And then, oh, thank God it turned, you know. With a with a tornado, you you might get a ten minute warning, or you know even if you get a you know an hour warning, it's still like a tornado warning or tornado watch or you know whatever. I mean, we get those down here in Florida too, but it's still not a situation where you know that it's coming. Like I said, with a with a hurricane, you can literally see it coming, and uh, there's there's no preparing for a tornado. It just it just comes. But, you know, I just wanted to send some some uh, thoughts and prayers out from us here at uh, DTOM to those people that are going through this. And <clears throat> another point uh, Chris had brought up this morning was, surely you're going to see the, the trobe of uh, celebrities come out and try and get donations. And, uh, you know, from us <clears throat> people in the middle class or lower middle class or low, you know, whatever class of, of financial situation you're in, in the meantime, any one of these people could scratch a check for a thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand, and uh, and help. But you know, let's let's worry about the 
the poor schmucks like us that, you know, live paycheck to paycheck and try and uh, get money out of us. But I'm not going to go into that. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about come Wednesday about this. Um, I just wanted to go out and, you know, give some thoughts and prayers to those people going through this and and just uh, pray for you guys that uh, God will see the rest of you guys through this with no problems. All right. On to today's show. Didn't do a show Friday. Um, my uh, wife's Christmas present came, so uh, she was dying to have it put on her vehicle. So me and Mr. Christopher J. McGillicuddy uh, put her new tires on her Jeep. So couldn't do a show. We were doing that. <laughs> anyway, I will be back on Wednesday, and I have a lot of crap to talk about today. So let's get to it. The stories will go as such. Um, <laughs> this first story, I started writing this down the other day. So I, I titled this this section uh, portion of the show, The Pandemic of the, of the Vaccinated is Here. And it's interesting. Well, I'm going to get into that in a second. But nonetheless, so the first part we're going to talk about, obviously, COVID. I mean, we, we can't do a show without talking about that, unfortunately. Then we're going to get into the upcoming elections, the 2022 elections, and the things that, that uh, you know, I believe everyone needs to really pay attention to. Then I want to get into, uh, you know, our, our beloved president, you know, President Poopy Pants, right? Another horrible week for President Biden. And then uh, close out the day with uh, justice. Thank God justice has been served. Justice for Juicy, praise the Lord, and uh, <laughs> we'll get into that um, to close out the show. But first, before we get into anything, I want to tell you about our first sponsor, and that is Redcon1.com. That's right, guys, Redcon1.com, great supplement company. Please check them out. The link is at the bottom of the podcast app. Go to that link. Uh, pretty much every weekend, they usually have some sort of deal where if you spend X amount of dollars, they give you some free stuff, some free, free swag, whatever the case may be. Check them out and uh, use the link at the bottom of the podcast app. Use the code T20Cordimus. That way, um, they know that you're coming to them from, from the show. Uh, I will say this, that is a 20% off coupon, but like I said, generally on the weekends, they do have better deals where it might be a 30 or 40% or whatever. Um, plus you get free, you know, whether it's supplements or t-shirts or sweaters or whatever the case may be. Uh, but if you can still use that link, that way the show gets credit for you guys stopping by, so to speak. <laughs> so please check them out, redcon1.com. Link is at the bottom of the app in which you are listening to. And on that note, if you're listening to us on the Apple Podcast app, please, guys, if you could give me a five-star, share this. Please share this with your friends. That's, I mean, five-star would be great, so please help me out with that. But sharing this with your friends and your family, your like-minded friends, or even friends that aren't quite like-minded, and they might need to hear what I'm saying. If you could share this with them, that would be fantastic. Keep this train rolling. Also, check us out on DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Uh, you see different situations there. You can get on our social media platforms there. From there, if you don't want to go on our website, then that's fine. Don't. Whatever. I don't care. No, I'm joking. Please. 
I need some traffic on that, so if you guys could help me out with that, check it out. It's a nice little website. I'm obviously not a professional computer guy by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, check out the website. Drop a line. Tell me how you're doing. And then check out our Facebook page, Instagram, Don't Tread on America, Twitter, uh, DTOM underscore 1775. And uh, so... Let's get on with the show. All right. All right. So when I started writing the notes down for the show, uh, I had a I had a news article that popped across my phone. I think this was it was either Thursday or Friday, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's good. I'm going to save that article because um, I'll talk about that on Sunday." So, and that's when I titled this section of the show "The Pandemic of the Vaccinate" because that was the actual title of that article. So oddly enough, so I'm getting ready to do the show here. I've got my notes and everything and everything I do is on my phone or my iPad so I can um, keep the notes and then I can transfer it right, get on my computer and bam, everything's there so I can click on the links. So I'm getting everything set up this, you know, before I'm recording here and lo and behold, page cannot be found. So for whatever reason, well, I shouldn't say for whatever reason. We obviously know the reasons. Uh, I can't go into it. So, all right, thanks for coming. And no, <laughs> uh, it really pisses me off. And this is what kills me about the censorship that that we're dealing with in this country. Now, like I told you, the the news app that I generally use on my phone is called Newsbreak. Okay, it's a, just an app, and the reason I like that because it gives me everything that's going on in the news whether it's something i agree with something i don't agree with it's not everything doesn't come from fox news or uh oan or uh what's the other one i don't know <laughs> uh i it gives me cnn msnbc uh newsweek wall street journal uh new york times new york post it gives me everything it gives me right-leaning publications it gives me left-leaning publications that's what I like about this particular app. I'm not doing a, a promo for the app. This is just my personal opinion of this app. Nonetheless, this app is where I had the story on the pandemic of the vaccinated. And like I said, it was either Thursday or Friday. It popped across. I immediately saved it. I copied the link, put it on my phone. I was like, I'll read it later. Of course, I go to read it. It's not there. So obviously, there was something good enough in this article that they, quote-unquote, didn't want you guys to hear, or whoever else. I, I really have got to get better at reading these articles prior to, so that when this does happen, because obviously this isn't the first time, and I'm sure it won't be the last, um, you know, I can at least speak on it. Uh, the gist of the article was essentially saying that as, and I've talked about this before, but as more and more people are getting vaccinated, I think I saw the numbers this morning, however accurate they are, that um, 200 million um, Americans are vaccinated and 50 million have gotten their boosters. So even the 200 million, I don't know if that's one jab, two jabs, what. I'm assuming that's at least you're, you're, you're quote-unquote fully vaccinated, but now that they're throwing boosters everywhere the the definition of fully vaccinated is a fluid situation it's going to change on a on a regular basis and uh, like i said on the last show the more you 
you fight these uh, this situation with with chemicals, it's a virus. It's going to mutate. Okay, they're going to scare you and call it a variant. Okay, well, every year we have the flu. Every year the quote unquote variant of the flu changes. We don't have scary names like Omicron and Delta and Lambda 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 and Omega Mu and all this bullshit. We have the flu, right? The strains of the flu vary. And the virus isn't trying to kill its host. The virus needs you to to live. <laughs> it's a virus. It wants to live. It's not trying to kill you. So, obviously, it's going to mutate around whatever the medicine or quote-unquote uh, vaccine that you're taking. And the more people get vaccinated instead of treating it like we did back in the day with chicken pox and kind of like you remember when you were a kid you know the people that are listening to this that are if you're in your in my age range if you're in your 40s or so or older um how was it when someone in your neighborhood got chicken pox right you want it you oh john you know johnny's got the chicken pox okay shit go to johnny's house hug up on johnny you wanted to get the chicken pox why because then you didn't get chicken pox never. <laughs> now I'm I guess I'm guessing there's a vaccine for chicken pox, but you know, nonetheless, my point being is with COVID, I've said this time and time again. I have no problem with anybody that wants to get the vaccine. As long as you do me a favor, talk to your doctor. Not the pharmacist at your local store or your local uh, drugstore, whatever, talk to your doctor, the person that knows your medical history, okay? Do some research. The scary fact that I think uh, there's a 55-year uh, wait on trying to find out the effects of this, of this, um, of these uh, shit vaccines should tell you all you need to know. Okay, but be that as it may, chances are, you know, if you if your doctor suggests you to get it for whatever reason, then still, I still say it's your choice. Don't hinge everything on what your doctor says. Weigh out the options. If you're a person with, uh, you know, if you're overweight or you got heart problems or well, hell, I mean, now even with heart problems, they're saying that you could have heart problems with some of these vaccines. So, you know, even even though. Uh, maybe just try to get healthy, maybe lose some weight, maybe eat better, take some vitamins, try and do other things. And I'm going to get into those other things here in a minute. But uh, the problem is now we have a situation where, of course, the, uh, the Pfizer CEO says fourth jab may be needed sooner than expected because of Omicron. Which is interesting, considering Omicron so far is the uh, is the uh, least uh, symptom wise the least uh, harsh, I guess. So let me read this article here. This is from uh, from a place that I got it from. Oh, I don't know Clash Daily. Okay, so. Reports from around the world continue to show that the, I don't know why they threw the Z, the Xi or Xi Omicron variant. So now they're, 
I guess they listened to the last show where I asked why they skipped that letter in the in the uh, Greek alphabet, but nonetheless, there it is. Omicron uh, variant is mild, but that's not stopping Big Pharma from pushing more injections. Big Pharma is going to kill the cash cow now that variants mean more shots in the arms. Like I said on the last show, guys, every time the what they do is they these variants, quote-unquote, come out, you know, every every month, every couple of months, six, eight weeks, they come out. Oh, the 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 Delta's here. Oh, the Omicron. Oh, the Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. Oh, the Omega, you know, whatever the fucking things were that we talked about on the last show. And I think they do that because every time a variant comes out, you probably, I'm sure they see a spike in vaccination, whether it's one shots, two shot, or their third, or their fourth, or whatever the case may be. Surely... It's kind of like sales. If you if you work in business where you your job depends on selling stuff, you might see a spike for you know whatever the reason is, um, and then you see a lull, and then you hope that like down in Florida, you know, you know different areas of the country, you know, if you work at say Home Depot, you might see a spike come hurricane season. Oh, there's a hurricane out in the Gulf, so people are buying plywood and supplies and whatever. And then maybe in, you know, October, you don't see a spike because there's really no worries of that stuff. Um, it's a similar situation. Even though people that get the vaccine don't have to physically pay for that, these uh, companies are making money. So obviously, the more shots in the arm, right, the more money they're going to make. So on Wednesday, the CEO of Biotech uh, indicated that a six-pack of shots would be recommended to deal with the Z Omicron variant. On Thursday, uh, Pfizer CEO Albert Borla indicated that the annual booster, the fourth shot, was expected to be given 12 months after the first booster dose may uh, have to be moved up earlier than anticipated. Albert Borla, Pfizer's chief executive, had projected that fourth shot might be needed 12 months after the third but said on CNBC's Squawk Box that the timeline uh, might need to be moved up. One of the company's top scientists really said a fourth shot, or recently said a fourth shot, possibly one targeting Omnicron is likely to be necessary. Now, I'll say this about that. Okay, if you're vaccinated, if you've had the two, let's say you've had the Pfizer two shot, and you got the booster. So we've been dealing with vaccines. Let's say you're, let's say you're me. Okay, I'm not vaccinated, but let's just let's just for shits and giggles we'll say I'm vaccinated. Okay. So I was eligible to get the vaccine in March. I don't I don't know if that's true or not, but let's just say March. So let's say it was the end of March, I got the first shot, and so in April I got the second shot. So we're in December now. So you're saying within uh eight months of me getting the first shot, I'm on my third, possibly needing to take my fourth shot. What what's the point of the fucking vaccine if I'm getting doped up? You know, I've read articles and, you know, these will be what you would consider conspiracy theorist uh, articles. But who's to say we don't know enough about any of this shit to know what's true and what's not true, right? So I read this, you know, me and Chris were talking about this. There's this article where they say every dose of these vaccines you take, it weakens your immune system. So to dumb it down for the for the guys out there you'll you'll understand what i'm talking about if if you know anybody that's ever had to get um testosterone shots 
like let's say you're an older gentleman, you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, and you've seen commercials, you know, oh, low T, go see your urologist and yada, yada. They can run a testosterone study on you and you get the testosterone shots and they help you, you know, it might help you lose some weight, give some energy, maybe, a, you know, whatever the case is. Um, I mean, to the point where I at one point considered doing it until I actually did some research on it. Instead of being lazy about testosterone and being taking the easy way out, so to speak, the problem is with testosterone shots is once you get them, your body stops producing testosterone, okay? So you need, as a man, you need testosterone, okay? And if you start artificially taking testosterone, your body stops producing. Therefore, if you stop taking the artificial, you have no testosterone. You basically turn, you know, no offense, but you turn into a woman for the most part, you know. I mean, technically you're still a dude, but whatever. You might get fat and you get man tits and whatever. But um, so in, in knowing this, I was like, well, I'm not going to go down the lazy road. You just have to work out a little bit more to increase your testosterone. As you get older, you have to, you have to do those things. Um, but anyway, it's essentially the same thing with these vaccines. The more you take these vaccines, the more it kills your immune system. And now you're dependent upon these vaccines to live, <laughs> to not get, I mean, we're going to over vaccinate ourselves so much between the vaccinations, the, the, uh, fucking, uh, hand wash, you know, the alcohol wash for your hands. Uh, I know I'm being an idiot. I can't think of the fucking word, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, the Purell or the Germex, whatever that you're using, we need those bacterias to, to get strong, to make your immune system strong. You know, the, the more, when you, when you have a situation, if, let's take kids also, for example, during the summer, your kids, you know, are out of school, they're at home, you know, they might play with their couple of friends that are in the neighborhood or whatever. Um, and a lot of times when kids go back to school, you see a spike in colds. Not so much the flu or COVID or whatever, just colds in general. And that's because now they're around 30 kids, 40 kids, 100 kids, 200 kids, whatever the case may be. And they're around each other. And, and once they get used to being around each other, that stuff goes away. It's the same situation. The more we vaccinate, the less our immune system is going to be. When you take a... a overabundance of antibiotics you have to your body loses its ability to fight bacteria so you you literally have to ingest probiotics to keep your body normal but they're not telling you this which i don't i just it just blows my mind i, I pray to god i'm wrong and i'm just a fucking idiot because i'm telling you right now the fact that they are constantly pushing these vaccines, I've never seen this in my life with these vaccines. And it's like, what's the reason? It, it can't be for what they're telling us it's for. And uh, that worries me. To the point where, this is Dr. Fauci. Now, this was on YouTube. Um, I guess on YouTube they have a the Washington Post does a live show on YouTube. And of course, they're allowed to talk about, talk about COVID. The interesting part about this, this is COVID-19, right? Isn't that what it was called from the get-go? So in 2020, in February, whatever it was, 
we were told about COVID-19. And everyone was like, why is it COVID-19? Well, obviously, because the shit happened in 2019. We just didn't hear about it to 2020. The interesting part about this video that I'm going to play you is at the bottom of this video. So it, it's titled, it goes like this, Dr. Fauci telling people to ask friends and family for proof of vaccination if they come for Christmas dinner. And this is sponsored by YouTube, The Washington Post Live, and it says at the bottom of that, COVID-2022. Interesting. We're not even out of 21 yet, and they're already stacking another year on this. But here, here's Dr. Fuckhead, and I don't know who the lady is, but that's who you're going to hear first, and it's going to go into Fauci. I'm hearing from so many vaccinated people who feel as if you know, there may be some personal rewards for getting vaccinated, but they still face all these restrictions and measures. Well, yes, that is just the reality of the situation. I mean, one thing that vaccinated people can feel comfortable, for example, let's take the holiday setting. You're with your family. You have grandparents and parents and children. When you get vaccinated and you have a vaccinated group and you are in an indoor setting, you can enjoy, as we have traditionally over the years, dinners and gatherings within the home with people who are vaccinated. And that's the reason why people should, if they invite people over their home, essentially ask and maybe require that people show evidence that they are vaccinated. Now, can you imagine if, okay, I'm not vaccinated. My wife's not vaccinated. Um, but like I've told you guys before, the majority of my family is, I would say of the close knit people that come in and out of this house, at least half of them are vaccinated and that's fine. You know, my daughter's got, um, pre-existing conditions. She's got lupus. So her doctor suggested she got it. Okay. My son has a job that he travels for around the country and he goes to places that require vaccine passports and vaccine this and vaccine that. And, uh, you know, his fiance is a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, he makes good money, so it's fine. So he really had no choice. He wasn't in a position. He's young, you know. He's he's not in a position where he can just say, oh, screw it. I'm not going to um, get your vaccine and I'll quit. He really couldn't. He, he made a choice and... It's his choice. He didn't like it. He didn't want to do this. He wasn't all about it, but he did what he had to do for his family, and that's fine. I can live with that. Um, but like my sister, her son, my mom, she's old. Uh, her doctor suggested she gets it. You know, whatever. These people, you know, just like most of America, were scared into a situation where they felt they needed to get it, and they got it. So be it. Nonetheless. But it's not like they don't come around me and you know my wife and my my uh, other daughter and her husband the kid you know like i said my my son's fiance is not vaccinated you know so it's it's not a situation where we're we're divided as a family in that situation everyone feels that you do you which is how the world america should be the world should be like that you do you if you feel safe being vaccinated and you're vaccinated then you're safe right anyway um but can you imagine you're not vaccinated and you're going to your, your mom's, your sister's, your cousin's, your uncle's, whatever, house for, for Christmas, and they send out the invitations, hey, we're having Christmas, be here at da-da-da time. If you could bring a dish, blah, 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 whatever. Oh, by the way, make sure you have your vaccination card because we got to make sure you're vaccinated. 
boy, not now the divide has gone beyond your neighbor or the person at the grocery store. Now they're trying to divide your family and friends. But, of course, the interesting thing is this. I stumbled upon this article, and this is from... Uh, this is from the uh, Virology Journal, okay? Now, this is an article that was posted in uh, 2005, August 22nd, 2005 to be exact. And uh, the heading of the article was, Chloroquine is a potent uh, inhibitor of SARS coronavirus infection and spread. So this was in 2005, Okay. The researchers wrote, um, we report that chloroquine has strong antiviral effects on SARS-CoV infection of primate cells. These inhibitory effects are, are observed when the cells are treated with a drug either before or after exposure to the virus, suggesting both prophylactic and thera- uh, therapeutic advantage. This means, of course that Dr. Fauci has known this for 15 years. Now, this was a report published by Dr. Fauci's NIH, okay? This, this wasn't like in the National Choir. This was Biology Journal that was, it's an official publication of uh, the NIH, okay? So, he's known this now. This is not, this isn't breaking news. So, he's known this for 15 years at Chloroquine and it's even milder derivative, hydroxychloroquine, which we've heard that that drug being talked about. You know, uh, Trump talked about it earlier, uh, you know, last year and whatnot. Will not only treat a current case of coronavirus as a therapeutic, but prevent future cases, so a prof- prophylactic. So HCQ, uh, that's the hydroxychloroquine, functions as both a cure and a vaccine. In other words, it's a wonder drug for coronavirus, said Dr. Fauci, NIH, in 2005. Concentrations of 10 uh, UMs completely abolished SARS COVID infection. Uh, Fauci's researchers added uh, chloroquine can effectively reduce the inhab- establishment of infection and spread of SARS CoV. So one would have to ask, okay. If Dr. Fauci's own ran NIH, now we know this, he's been in this office since the mid-80s, right? So damn near 40 years he's been running the NIH. So 15 years ago, and I'm assuming this was around the time of maybe the bird flu or something, but nonetheless, they did research on... Uh, chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine as an inhibitor and a prophylactic to the SARS coronavirus. Okay? So, why you have to ask the question, why when Trump had mentioned that back in whenever it was, April last year, was it such a big fucking deal that, oh no, we can't do that. That's not going to work. It's not going to work. When in actuality, if they had made this available to the public as a prophylactic, obviously this this has been proven to get rid of SARS-CoV, right? This isn't a a emergency use vaccine, a maybe it'll work vaccine, maybe you got to take twenty fucking shots in the arm vaccine. This is a pill that you could take 
as a pro- prophylactic, whether you take it daily, weekly, monthly, whatever the case may be, it's something that people could have taken a year ago. And whether you took it as a, like as a prophylactic prior to, like, well, just like you take your vitamins, you take your vitamin C, your zinc, you know, whatever you take to help boost your immune system. If you took this in conjunction with that, well, gee, just how strong could your fucking immune system be? I wonder. But even more so, if it wasn't done prophylactically, if that's a word, but when people got corona, got that got the vid, and you go, you know, like when I got it and I had to go and get the official test, you know, uh, if they gave you a dosage of that shit, you know, granted I didn't have a bad case of it, I was fine, but, you know, for the most part, people get somewhat sick, and then, like, you've heard, like, uh, you know, Tim Pool and uh, fucking Joe Rogan and Dana White and all these, you know, bigger name people that have gotten it. And then they go and get the monoclonal antibodies and they get the the ivermectin and all this other shit thrown at them. Well, who's to say we've had the answer the whole fucking time? We've had the whole answer the whole time. But one would ask the question, why? Why? Why couldn't we do that? I, I don't know. I will say this. The claim is that mRNA coronavirus vaccine candidates developed and jointly owned by the NAID and Moderna. So the NIAID is also part of the NIH. is ran by Fauci. So one could question is the reason Fauci is thumbing his nose at anything other than these vaccines more of a money-making situation, not so much for Moderna or Pfizer or whoever, but for himself. This was um, Glenn Beck on Tucker the other night, and uh, this is what he had to say about it. We didn't know anything about this in December. We were starting to get rumblings. China said there was some sort of an outbreak on December 31st. But Peter, De- I'm sorry, not Peter Dazic, Dr. Barrick, signs a uh, government um, deal with Moderna. I want to I read it exactly to you. This, this deal was uh, made. It's confidential. It's 158 pages long. Um, it is, if I skip to page 104, they are entering a specific private confidential agreement the NIH appears to be transferring technology to Dr. Barrick, but th- what they're making clear is, quote, mRNA coronavirus vaccine candidates developed and jointly owned by NIAID and Moderna. Now, this is weird because it's two weeks later that we know there's a problem. They signed that deal two weeks before, and they sign it with the doctor who happened to be a partner with the bat lady in Wuhan. Here's where it gets really dark. These are the same group of people that in the end of January begin to have meetings and they shut down and begin to smear anyone who's looking into the lab leak theory. They, They establish that's not true, don't even look there. It, it appears to be collusion. I, you know, we've passed this on to several people in uh, Congress and the Senate. We know Rand Paul is on this, and Dr. Fauci has some answers to give. It's very 
I mean, that that minute and 46 second clip right there should piss everybody off. I mean, it's kind of a situation where we, we kind of knew that, but Glenn Breck's, uh, I'm sorry, Glenn Beck brings the fucking receipts to the table. Here's a agreement signed by Moderna, NIAID, NIAID, them, those people, <laughs> in conjunction with the Bat Lady in uh, Wuhan, right? And here we have a, uh, a situation where these people were in cahoots, and this was prior to us really knowing anything about the um about the uh the virus right this is was a situation where we didn't really know a whole hell of a lot you know that's when trump was uh well we need to shut down travel from asia and whatever and he was a racist and whatever right but um here's a situation where there's a very good chance and this has been presented by uh, rand paul and other people a, a few times Towards Fauci, and of course, Fauci is a lying sack of shit. I'm sorry. Granted, I know he went to school. He's a doctor. He's he's Richard Knight M, and uh, you know, great for him. Why he's doing this is beyond me. But this has been a money grab from the get go, in conjunction with control over its citizens. And we're talking about America. We're talking about Dr. Fauci. American doctor, American uh, NIH virologist, whatever the fuck his title is. But this isn't an American problem. This is a world problem. And like I've said time and time again, we think we have it so bad here in America. Granted, in the state of Florida, it's been pretty smooth sailing. Okay, But I'm even talking about in the worst states in America the people li listening to this that live in, you know, California or New York, parts of New York or Oregon, Washington, these different places where you have governors and mayors and whatnot that are doing these uh, vaccine mandates and vaccine passports and all this bullshit, um, as bad as we feel like we're, we have it, we, it's nothing compared to other countries in the world. Look at Australia. Look at Austria. Look at... Uh, I'm just trying to name a few off the top of my head where they're like they're in total fucking lockdown. And Australia had a situation where people, oh, you were around a person that was around a person that had COVID, so therefore you got to go to the COVID camp. Uh, what? You know, the guy it was what two or three months ago that sneezed on you know that was on the elevator and he was supposed to be quarantined. I mean, we really don't have it that bad here. The these mandates obviously are are out of control, the vaccine mandates. You know, we were crying about having to wear a mask. I mean, God forbid you have to get a medical procedure that you don't want to get. But nonetheless, this is all under the guise of someone in conjunction with Moderna and China to make money. And it's, it's and in the meantime, th this country is in full divide over these things. If it's not racial, it's COVID-related, It's we, we've got too many fronts going on. And in the meantime, like I said at the beginning of the show, we have a tornado, kills 80 people so far, and now everybody wants to get along. 
guys, we don't need natural disasters to get along. We need to quit listening to these fuckers that are quote unquote running our lives and we need to be responsible for ourselves. So that's all I have to say about COVID because you can see I get a little pissed off and, uh, yeah. (laughs) All right. So, uh, been, I'm going to skip the part on the 2022 elections just because I, I talked way too much about COVID (laughs) and I'm going to jump into, uh, you know, another horrible week for President Joe Poopy Pants McGillicuddy Biden. That's his full name, by the way, if you didn't know that. So uh, Biden, if you guys didn't hear about this, Biden met with the quote-unquote fake news media to change his bad image. And the ironic thing about it is he's sitting there calling companies like CNN and MSNBC, which pretty much give him about as much praise as he's deserved of. Um, but yet they're the... Uh, they're the he's calling them now fake news too. So there you go. All right. So this is from um, this is from uh, Oliver Darcy, which I think he's CNN. Uh, some in the reliable source, uh, senior White House and admin officials have been holding briefings with major newsrooms over past week um, as they try to reshape the economy coverage. So the White House is not happy with the news media's coverage of the supply chain and the economy. Has been working behind the scenes trying to reshape coverage in its favor. Senior White House and admin officials, including NEC Deputy Directors David Kamen and some other dude whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce, Barat Ramadamadingdong, along with Port's, <laughs> Port's Envoy John Pork. Jesus Christ, can you guys not just be like John Smith and Bob Johnson and shit like that? Holy shit. Anyway, have briefing major uh, newsrooms over the past week, sources tell. The officials have been discussing the new room's trends, participating, um, I'm sorry, pertaining to job creations, economy growth, supply chains, and more. The best argument that has been made is that the country's economy is much better shaped than it was a year ago. Okay, well, no fucking shit. Right? <laughs> so, uh, you have a situation where um, even CNN can't lie for you, bud. They can't. They can't cover this up. Even the people who are diehard Joe Biden uh, supporters, diehard Democrats, diehard whatever the fuck you want to call them. Okay, so I'm going to go over polls here in a, in a few minutes. So. Uh, even the 30, 40% that approve of him can't deny the fact that shit's bad. You, you can't, you can love Joe Biden all you want. Okay. You can't sit there and say that, oh, now I'm paying $5 for a gallon of milk. That's not so bad. Oh, I'm paying eight bucks for a gallon of gas. Well, that's not so bad. You can't, you can hate Trump all you want. You can't deny the fact that, you know, I can't speak for the whole country, but like in the in the state of Florida, gas was under $2. Now it's over 3 you know. Stuff was lower. Now it's more expensive. I'm assuming that's like that everywhere in this country. So you can hate Trump all you want, but you can't deny the fact you were paying less money on things. Your taxes weren't that bad. And we've talked about tax. Yeah, Biden might come out and say federal tax I'm not raising if you make under 400000 blah, 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 whatever. 
but uh, it's the it's the tax you don't see. It's the two dollars or more you're paying per gallon of gas, or it's the a dollar, two dollars more for the for the uh, you know the milk or the different groceries. You know, we talked about about that. So even CNN can't lie about that shit because it's you know I was talking to Chris about this, and it's like you know even you know when Trump was in office and and you had the situations, the lies about the dossier and the Russian collusion and the different Russian whatever, they could tell their stories about that because most Americans didn't know any better. And I'm not saying everyone's stupid, but obviously for the most part, the most of the country just believes what they hear on news. So no matter what brand of news you watch, you're believing what you're told because why would they lie to you? Right? So in these situations with the Russian stuff, you were like, oh, well, you know, Trump's kind of an asshole. I can believe that. Right? Okay, whatever. Came out. Obviously, it was fake. It was a lie. Whatever. But even CNN can't sit there and say, oh, the economy's great. Job numbers are up. You know, it's like uh, if I did a segment on on this, if I were to sit there and if I was on the opposite end of the uh, spectrum and I was going to try and give uh, uh, Biden props, right, you couldn't even lie about this because when you sit there and say, Oh, inflation surges to a 6.8%, the highest it's been in nearly 40 years. It's one of these situations right here. News of the obvious with your host, ECGC. You know what I'm saying? It's You can't, you can't lie about that. I can't sit there and say, oh, the economy's great, jobs are great, numbers are, numbers are, are low, you know, shipping. The only reason the uh, the supply chain is this is because the uh, yeah, everyone's buying so much stuff. Everyone has so much money, and we we're just we're just so rich. And da 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 da. Okay, of course, job numbers are up from they were from the, where they were a year ago because fucking half the country was locked down and closed down, and nobody was working because the government, and not even so much the federal government, because Trump. Yeah, it was the 15 days of slow to spread. You only had a few states. Fortunately, I live in one of the said states that was all about that. You know, I've told you guys before, uh, DeSantis did what he did. 14 days, 15 days, whatever it was, the slow to spread. After that time came and went. Now, granted, we didn't go to a full 100% reopen. He did baby steps. We're going to do 25%. We're going to do 50%. We're going to do 75 We're going to do 100 And that's what we did. So in March, when we did the two weeks to slow to spread... By summertime, guess what? Bam, open, ready to rock and roll. But you had a, a chunk of the country, I would say at least half of the states in the country, if not more, it took them damn near a year to get that two weeks behind them, right? Um, so obviously, the job numbers are going to be better than they were a year ago. It pisses me off when I see Biden post these trackers, oh, six million jobs, six million jobs created this year, more than any president in history. Well, no fucking shit, six million jobs. Because you had fucking six million people out of work last year. Of course you're going to have six million people more. The funny thing about that is, is you're still missing the mark. You're still missing the numbers of which you sh- where you should be. How many times every month we see the job numbers come out? I think for uh, November when they came out a couple like last week. 
uh, was a hundred. I don't remember the exact number. Hundred and whatever thousand people back at work. Yay. Okay, but it was supposed to be five hundred and something thousand, and that's what's going into Christmas. You guys know this. No matter what state, no matter what city you live in, you see this. You go out to dinner with your wife or your husband or whatever. And for example, me and my wife went out to dinner last night. Went to a restaurant here in town. And uh, we haven't been there in a while. Um, so, yeah, let's check it out. Let's go back. You know, we haven't been there in, in a while. So we go there to eat. And Saturday night, 630, it's prime time dinner time at most restaurants on a Saturday night, 630, right? We get there, not really that busy. Okay, well, whatever. The girl's on, oh, it's going to be a five-minute wait. I'm like, I mean, five-minute wait? You know, I said to my wife, five-minute wait? There's really no uh, no one here, you know. But I said to her also, well, what they're probably doing, which most restaurants should be doing, in my opinion, is if you don't have the help, then you seat the tables in which you can handle. You know, we went to another restaurant here, which I refuse to go back to anytime soon. The last two times we've been there, shitty service, cold food, and and the prices are more expensive. You're you're paying more money for this food to to get shitty service and cold food. I'm not doing it. But nonetheless, I told her I said I'd rather wait five minutes for the table to know I'm going to get service when I sit down, and that's what happened. We waited. It wasn't even five minutes. They sat us. Waitress, great waitress, did a great job. Food was hot. Food was punctual. Drinks were cold. And they went down real easy. <laughs> but, um, so there's still these work shortages. Even in Florida, there's plenty of places hiring. There's plenty of places that need people. Why that is, I don't know. I, I can't imagine a bunch of people left Florida. And, and with the influx of people we have moving into Florida, you would think People would be getting jobs, <laughs> but I, I also told her, I said, well, I think what happened was, you know, around here where I live, there's a lot of Amazon warehouses. And uh, I think personally what happened is you had some of these people that were waitresses or waiters, waitresses, cooks, you know, whatever the case may be in these restaurants. And I personally believe that what they probably did was when the shutdowns happened and then everything started to reopen, and there was still the uncertainty of would we have to have another shutdown. In the meantime, Walmarts and uh, Amazons, Targets, these places were busier than shit. And they were uh, open and they were running and they're constantly needing, um, they're constantly needing help. You know, these retail places and Amazon and whatnot. I mean, they're busy. So if you're, an ex-waiter, waitress, cook, whatever at a restaurant, and there's the risk of maybe being shut down again because we don't know what the fuck's going on, wouldn't you rather go work for a place that stayed open, stayed busy, right? So I personally think a lot of these people that worked in the food industry left to go to Amazon warehouse, Walmart warehouses, Walmart stores, Publix's, you know, whatever the case may be. And you can't fault them for that. Um, the only thing we can hope for is that as people are moving into our state from wherever, and I made this proclamation last, you know, on the show, the last show, if you're coming from one of these fucking blue states, leave your liberal bullshit at the fucking borders. We don't want it. If you want to come down here and live the free life in the state of Florida, that's fine. But get a job, keep your liberal bullshit back home, and adapt to our way of living. 
And on that note, we'll go to Poopy Pam McGee, uh, polling numbers, right? So <laughs> I found this website, and it's uh, simple. How popular is Joe Biden? <laughs> so this is a, this was, I think this is as of Friday. Yeah. So this is uh, day 325 in office, okay? And so let me see, when was it? Day two. 223 is when shit started to flip for him. <laughs> but nonetheless. So this is a uh an average of all the polls, okay? So like if I click on the thing here, um polls of likely or registered voters or polls of adults. So we'll just do all polls. It's no big deal. It breaks down um the different whoever does polls. Rap Mewson, CNN, Fox, whoever. Um, so I, I like this in a situation that I don't have to sit there and say, oh, Fox News says this. Well, of course, the numbers are going to be worse. Oh, CNN says this. Well, the numbers might be a little bit better. This is an average of everything. And this is as of Friday. His poll numbers are 43% approve of Joe Biden and 507 disapprove. So I'm guessing there's a 2.5% or no, uh, Four and a half percent of the people out there that don't know whether he's doing a good job. The question I have is, like I was just saying a, a few minutes ago, is uh, CNN can't lie. I mean, to me, me personally, I mean, granted, if I'm Biden, I'm not happy about that because it's bullshit. You know, I'm popular. I'm the most popular president, 83 million votes, blah, blah, blah. He's not happy about that. That's fine, whatever. Like I said, it's hard for CNN and MSNBC in these places to lie because it's hard to lie to somebody about the economy being great when they're paying $10, $20 more, you know, for gas in their vehicle or they're spending $20, $30 more to go out to dinner. These situations, how in the fuck has he still got a 43% um, approval rating is beyond me. I just can't even fathom that it's that good. Um, you know, and that's that's about where it's been, you know, for the last couple of months. It's been in the low 40, you know, mid to low 40s. But like I said, it's just it's amazing that it's even that high, in my personal opinion. So, but I think in that situation, it's a case of a lot of your polls that are taken are done by more left-leaning uh, situations. So even with that being said, the fact that he is 43% is telling, in my opinion. All right. On to our final story of the day. And we're going to talk about justice for Juicy. Praise the Lord above. They found his aggressors and his assaulters guilty. But before we get into that, let's go into our final sponsor, and that's SmoothMyBalls.com backslash DTOM. Check them out. Use the promo code at the bottom of the podcast app that you're listening to this on. Get 20% off razors and razors accessories. And, uh, yeah, so uh, Jesse Smollett, his accuser, his, his assaulter, is found guilty on five of the six counts of the hate hoax trial the problem with that is for for juicy's sake or jesse or jew or whatever the fuck his name is <laughs> he was the attacker hmm interesting uh 
The man who orchestrated the hate crime attack on Juicy Smollett has been found guilty. The disgraced Empire star was found guilty of lying to Chicago police after organizing a fake racist and homophobic hate crime against himself in 2019. Juicy Smollett has been found guilty on five of six charges in the alleged hate crime hoax trial after the continuous week of witness testimony, counsel arguments, and deliberation, jury found Smollett guilty on the first five counts, and he was acquitted on the sixth count of lying to a detective in mid-February, <laughs> weeks after Smollett said he was attacked. Smollett was stoic as the jury read the verdict. The actor sat upright and, started st and stared straight ahead without showing any real emotion. Judge Lynn said he would... He will order a pre-sentencing investigation and attorneys will be via conference call to determine date for pre-sentence motions. The 39-year-old Empire alum was charged with six counts of disorderly conduct related to false statements to the Chicago police officers in regard to the 2019 hate crime against himself in 2019. He claimed that two men attacked him due to his skin color and sexual orientation. Each count that Smollett has been found guilty of has a maximum penalty of four years. So he's, he's looking at a possible 20-year sentence, folks. Here's my question. Okay, so it says he claimed two men attacked him due to his skin color and sexual orientation. Okay. So if you guys don't know, and I'm, I don't want to talk to you guys like you're idiots, so I'm going to assume you guys know about Juicy Smollett or Jesse Smollett or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, so we know the deal. He was walking down the street at 2 o'clock in the morning in Chicago in the middle of a polar vortex because he was hungry. Wanted some, uh, wanted some Subway or whatever. And two MAGA-wearing white dudes jumped him, beat him up, put a rope around his neck, threw some bleach on him, right? Okay, so my statement on that was this is probably one of the most liberal cities in the Midwest you know, uh, Chicago, chances are that there's two white MAGA-loving dudes roaming the streets at 2 o'clock in the morning in the middle of a polar vortex is zero to none, okay? And the fact that a quote-unquote star, I say quote-unquote star because, you know, granted, he's more of a star than I am, but I have my opinions on why he did what he did. I'll, I'll go into that in a second, but... And why would a star quote-unquote, be out in the middle of the same night going to Subway, right? Um, even, like, we, you know, I talked about this in the last show, that even anybody with half a brain knew this was a fucking fake, right? And my personal opinion on why he did it was because it had been reported that he was about to be written off of uh, that show Empire, that they were doing away with his character. Never watched the show. I couldn't tell you what role he played in the show, what he did. I don't give a shit. Um, but from what the way I understand it was he was about to be wrote off the show. He wasn't like a main character. He wasn't a big part of the show. So it was kind of like whatever. I personally believe he did this and it had nothing to do, like, you'll hear some people argue, oh, well, it's because he hated Trump and they were trying to pass this law and that law and Trump this and Trump that. I don't think it really necessarily had anything to do with Trump per se. Um, 
as far as uh, elections and votes and anything like that. I don't think it had anything to do with that. I think it was more of a situation of that was an easy target. It was easy to, because most people that are of, I shouldn't even say most people, there's a lot of people of color and of certain sexual orientations who believe that all Trump people are racist and homophobic and whatever. Uh, oh, okay. My question is this. <laughs> I don't know what the five counts he got charged guilty on, but if if he if his claim was a hate slash uh, race slash homophobic slash gay bashing whatever the whatever the charges were that he alleged, shouldn't he be charged on the opposite? Because, like I was telling Chris, it's a situation where if a female, if a if a white woman, let's just say claim that uh, two black guys jumped her, raped her, did whatever to her, when in actuality it was a white guy that she, you know, whatever. Uh, or she just made it up to be all together and nothing actually happened. But nonetheless, if it was a white lady that did this and said a black guy did that, don't you think she would be charged with a hate crime or some sort of crime, right? Falsifying police documents and shit like that. And he, and he probably did get charged with falsifying police documents, but... It's kind of, it's, 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 to me, it kind of pisses me off because as a Trump supporter, I don't, you know, I don't run around town wearing a MAGA hat and all that stuff, but, you know, I did vote for him and I voted for him twice. Um, he, uh, you're alleging that a person like myself is a black hating, homophobic redneck. And that's, you know, not true in any stretch of the imagination. Okay. So why, why, I don't know, it just pisses me off that people like this can get away with these things. And, I, but you know, Jack Posobiec was saying the other day that he's going to see, he, he cannot not see jail time. That if he would have just came out and like once all this shit kind of started stirring up and things started happening, when Kim Fox didn't charge him initially, if he might have came out at that point and said, okay, I fucked up, you know, whatever. You know, he might have gotten some probation, maybe a fine or whatever. And that would have been that. Now, he's continued with the lie. He's still continuing with the lie. And continuing to lie on the stand. So... He perjured himself. He's a lying sack of shit. So he's going to go to jail. Um, now, with that being said, if he doesn't go to jail, am I going to take the streets and march and protest? No, because I don't give a shit. His life's ruined either way. Okay? I'm sure he'll end up somewhere doing something because someone's going to feel sorry for the racist judge and the homophobic judge and the homophobic lawyers and the homophobic news media and whatever that's been bashing him and talking all this shit I just think it's so funny that the last couple of weeks we had a couple of big cases kind of fall in and fall out of the news you know you had Rittenhouse where he was constantly bashed by everyone up to the president about being a white supremacist and uh, this that and the other thing to the point where mo a lot of people thought that this guy, this kid, Kyle Rittenhouse, shot three black people. 
Okay, I call him the worst white supremacist ever because he shot white people. <laughs> I mean, not to make light of people dying, but um, that's just how ridiculous this is. So you had then we had the Maud Arbery case where the the guys down in Georgia they were found guilty, but you didn't hear much about that case. So I started thinking about this the other day. So you had the Ahmaud Arbery, you had Kyle Rittenhouse, you had Juicy, you had now and also Ghislaine Maxwell, which nobody's fucking talking about. And I'm in, I really wanted to talk about that today. I've got some information on that. I'm going to hold on to it till Wednesday and hopefully have a lot of shit to talk about then. Hopefully nothing happens between Monday and Tuesday before I get back on the mic here. But I, I do have some pretty good stuff there I want to go into. But nonetheless, um, so Kyle Rittenhouse, there was all this media outrage on how how racist he was and white supremacist and yada, yada, yada. Nothing about Ahmaud Arbery because I think they kind of knew. That was kind of an obvious case, right? We knew those guys, what they did. Um, just Juicy Smollett, another obvious case. But the media tried to spin it in his favor, right? Ghislaine Maxwell, nobody's fucking talking about. And I'm going to get, like I said, I'll get into that on Wednesday. But um, it, this part of the media's goal and role in trying to, once again, divide America, sway your thoughts, pay attention to us. If you're watching CNN or MSNBC or Fox or whoever you listen to, you, they're going to give you their side of the news. They're not giving you the news. They're giving you their side of the news. But um, it's, it's interesting. So, I mean, he's like I say, he's facing up to 20 years in jail. Uh, for being for faking racist homophobic hate crime, um, I just once again you got to wonder where's Kamala, where's Biden, where's all these people that you know a year two years ago whenever this happened and they were tweeting how great you know uh, Juicy was and how racist Kyle was and how this and how that and these fucking people it's like they just don't know when to shut the hell up. Um. But uh, anyway, so hopefully we'll hear something more about that within the next uh, week or so. They'll close out the uh, sentencing. Usually that takes a little bit longer. Probably if I had to guess, we won't hear anything about it until uh, next year. I know that sounds like a long time away, but it's only a couple weeks. So that's why I said next year. <laughs> anyway. All right, guys, I am going to close out the show. So uh, I want to appreciate everybody for being here. I want to appreciate everybody for um, listening and sharing this with your friends. If you guys could please continue to do so. And like I said, if you're listening to this on Apple, please give me a five star. Please, please, most importantly of all, more so even than the five stars, five stars help me with strangers. And what I mean by that is if people that don't know me or you or whoever else and they're listening to uh, Glenn Beck or, or you know, uh, Bongino or whoever, the higher my ratings go on Apple, the more apt I'll be to be seen by someone that's listening to those shows. So that's why I'm helping. It doesn't take long. You don't have to, if you don't want to leave a, a uh, review of, you know, writing anything down, you don't have to. Just hit that five star, and it takes two seconds, if that long. So please help me out with that. But like I said, most importantly, if you could keep sharing this with your friends, um, no matter what state you live in, surely 
you have friends that are like-minded and agree with you on some things, and they might even disagree with you on some things. And there might be something I'm talking about that will help sway their, change their mind, and bring a different light to a situation. But with that, guys, I'm going to close out the show. If you could please just help me out with that, share this. Go to our website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Check out our Facebook and Instagram, DontTreadOnAmerica, and on Twitter at DTom underscore 1775 and if you want to follow me on twitter it's pcgc at underscore 1775 and on that note it is december 12th 2021 and i will bid you a fair ado please guys if you can say a prayer for everybody that was involved in these uh, tornadoes and uh, if you feel like you can help some of these folks monetarily just make sure you do research on whoever you're donating money to and make sure that that money is going to these people. So you guys have a great day, and I will talk to you again on Wednesday.